This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times where we tackle health tips and the impact of national policies with expert guests. I'm Joyce Teo and my co-host is Ernest Lewis. Today, we have Dr. Shekhawat Ravindra Singh, an associate consultant at the Department of Neurology at the National Neuroscience Institute. He's here to debunk myths about stroke, otherwise known as a brain attack. Hi, Dr. Ravi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for inviting me here. Welcome. So let's start with describing what is a stroke. A stroke syndrome occurs when blood flow to an area of the brain is cut off, thus killing the brain cells in that area. The abilities controlled by that area of the brain, such as memory, muscle control, speech, or arm movements or leg movement, are thus lost. It is important to seek help early to lessen the impact of stroke. Right, but are people still turning up late at the hospital or perhaps going to their GP instead? Yeah, every second counts in stroke management. Patients should be treated within first few hours of symptom onset, particularly first three hours. Dr. Ravi, what are the things that people shouldn't do? Let's say if they feel like they're having symptoms of stroke, what should they not do? So stroke is an emergency situation. If anybody experiences stroke symptoms, they should call for an emergency ambulance or should go straight to the emergency department in a hospital. Our emergency ambulance number is 995. So what people should not do is usually they massage the area, try to improve the circulation, try to sleep it off, wait until morning. And in this Mm -hmm. way, we actually lose time. In fact, going to a nearest GP, your chiropractor or acupuncture services also results in loss of time in stroke management. Some people when try to drink water, eat food or drink juices, which also can result in choking and can cause harmful side effects. There's a FAST test I understand. Can you explain to us what is this <coughs> universal FAST test that people can use? Uh, not just people who are experiencing the symptoms, but loved ones, friends, even strangers on the roadside. Yeah, sure. So FAST is actually the initial screening tool where either the patient himself or his or her family members can actually screen whether the patient is having any stroke symptoms where F stands for face whether smile and see if one side of the face droops A stands for arms raise both arms and see whether one of the arm drops down S is for speech say a short phrase or a sentence and check for slurring or weird speech T stands for time if any of the answer is yes then don't waste time call 995 and go to emergency department right but uh, Dr. Ravi are the symptoms very obvious like um, you know how can I differentiate say between a muscle ache in the arm or a muscle weakness caused by a stroke So usually stroke symptoms are painless, Mm -hmm. excluding the bleeding type of stroke where there's a lot of headache. If there's a pain in arm or shoulder area after exercise or let's say trauma, then the suspicion of stroke is actually very low. Stroke paralysis or weakness of arms usually is painless. Mm -hmm. As a screening tool, FAST is very effective. Still, I'll suggest our viewers that if anybody see any of the FAST component is positive, seek the emergency help. Okay, so Dr. Ravi, after, let's say I've done the fast identification, I've done the fast test, I've gotten myself or someone has gotten me to the hospital, what happens there from there on? What can I expect? Okay, that's a very good question actually. That's what we are pretty much doing at the ground level. So after somebody found that he or his family members got a fast component positive, that means a stroke symptom is there, they will notify, they will call ambulance and ambulance will notify the hospital nearest ED or emergency department in the hospital. Then the neurologist will be there with the emergency department doctor to receive the patient. Patient will be assessed in the emergency department. They will send to a CT brain emergency to see whether 
whether is it a bleeding type of stroke or it could be a clotting type of stroke. Then if it's a clotting type of stroke, there will be a hyperacute stroke treatment, which mm. is usually two types depending on the timing. First four and a half hours, we can give a clot buster injection mm -hmm. through intravenous excess, which we call it intravenous thrombolysis. And in within first six hours, we can fish out a clot. We call it endovascular therapy. That means a clot retrieval therapy and thus which can result in uh, improvement in the symptoms. Okay, so good to know that things have also improved on the ground. Um, now, if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Health Check on Apple's iTunes or Google Podcasts or even on Spotify. And like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with Dr. Shekhawat Ravindra Singh, an associate consultant at the Department of Neurology at the National Neuroscience Institute. So Dr. Ravi, if a stroke is scary, is it possible to prevent it from happening in the first place? How do you do so? Okay, majority of strokes are preventable. It is just important to know that what are the risk factors which can lead to stroke and how to manage them. That's why there are a few tips. First is lead a healthy lifestyle. Risk factors for the stroke like diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol and atrial fibrillation which is a condition termed for irregular rhythm of a heart. These symptoms or these risk factors actually can cause stroke. So if one is diagnosed with these conditions then they should seek medical attention and follow doctor's advice for their management. Another thing which is smoking. Now smoking is emerging as one of the important risk factors for stroke in young people. Even in the chronic smoker, if he or she stops smoking, they'll have the same risk as a non-smoker within two to five years after quitting smoking. And how young are these young patients? It can be age 25 onwards till oh. age of 38, 39. Wow. Oh, that's young actually. So, uh, Dr. Ravi, last week there was a story in the US, right, where a young man, he cracked his neck and then he ended up having a major stroke. So what's your take on that then? So this comes under uh, rare causes of stroke. Now, I would like to mention a few more. The rare causes of stroke includes abnormal vessel narrowing, or we call it vessel stenosis, which could be uh, hereditary, that means genetically related, since birth, or it could be acquired, that means due to all the risk factors like diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol, smoking, all this causing a vessel narrowing, that can cause stroke. The other rare causes also, which includes stroke in young, are a tear in blood vessel. Uh, which is actually could be the case in this case in, in this yes, case yeah, yeah. Right. So, so usually any physical trauma contact sports or any vigorous neck massages can cause a tear in the blood vessel which is supplying posterior or back of the brain if there is a tear in the blood vessel it can cause to clot formation and that clot can dislodge and can block a smaller vessel thus resulting in stroke symptom I see. Dr. Ravi, can you share two to three misconceptions that people have on recognizing on or preventing a stroke? Sure. One of the common misconceptions is that if a stroke symptoms resolves in few seconds or few minutes, there's no need to seek medical attention and don't see a doctor. But I think these kind of stroke syndromes are very serious because this comes under a warning stroke or a mini stroke. We call it transient ischemic attack or TIA, which lasts for a short while and resolves completely. The risk of subsequent stroke is very high and thus a TIA or a warning stroke requires urgent medical attention. So it could be something as simple as I'm walking and then suddenly I find myself drifting to the right and then I'm okay after that. I shouldn't keep quiet. I should actually get attention. Yes. So it is something like slurring or speech for a few minutes and then resolve completely. Or as you correctly mentioned that if there is unsteady gait or unsteady walking for a few minutes and then he resolved, one should actually seek medical attention urgently. And also it's good for family members as well, the younger family members or friends, if they notice or they get messages like this from their loved ones, advise them to go and seek medical attention straight away. Yes, they should not ignore this and then should see a doctor immediately. 
There are other myths which are like stroke is very uncommon and mostly affects elderly. I would like to tell our listeners that as per world data, one in six people will suffer from stroke in their lifetime. And stroke can happen in any age group. I mentioned young as well as uh, elderly. Another misconception which many of my patients say is stroke or blockage of blood vessel is a disease of heart. People mm-hmm. know about heart attack, but I think they are not very well aware of brain attack. I would like to tell our listeners that stroke is a brain attack. It occurs when the blood supply to the brain is impaired by either blockages or by bursting of a brain blood vessel. Thank you, Dr. Ravi. Thanks. I would like to end with this message to our listeners that anybody notice this fast component to either themselves or their family members, immediately call 995, which is our emergency medical ambulance number, and go to a hospital ASAP. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check. We hope you like this latest healthy living tips. Do subscribe to Health Check on Apple's iTunes or on Google Podcast or even on Spotify and like us and give us a rating. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.